Benny Friedman is releasing yet another new single. Israel is very excited with their New World record. And Miami Beach socialites are learning to live with the Kushners. Ooh. <laughs> This is the Weekly Squeeze with Hanala. And Sapir. Hi, Sapir. <laughs> hello, Good morning. Hello. All the way from Beit Shemesh. Yes, with our beautiful view here, we are ready to juice all the news. <laughs> yeah, let's squeeze it out. Right? Squeeze it out. <laughs> I was thinking also that we're doing an entertainment podcast. Right. And we're going to do a lot of name dropping mm-hmm. <laughs> and juice, drops right. of juice, right? right? You right. like that? Oh, yeah, you I like that. You see how that comes together? Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's get right to it with the most exciting news of the week, um, starting with who can actually come to Israel. How many people message you like a week? What are the new regulations with Israel? Like What is all the, the time. All I mean, the time. it's ever-changing. It's ever-changing. But as of this morning... Um, the report is that tourists, children, and all people are soon to be allowed into Israel, basically without much restriction at all. Finally. Yes. I mean, it's been a long time coming, don't you think? Yeah. <laughs> Even though I actually loved the two years that we were tourist-free. True? <laughs> yeah. I'm saying it was nice. You felt like you were special. Like, you were in Israel. Yeah. And, you know... And there were less lines. Yeah. Right? And, like... No one assumed you were a tourist, even with your English accent. Because if you're here... Well, no one assumes that, that right? in, you have in Ramap HMS. <laughs> everybody knows oh, well, everybody knows that if you speak English here, you're definitely an Anglo-Israeli. Right. So masks are still being worn indoors for the most part, but that's going to be reevaluated next week. Mm-hmm. And I guess by the time the summer comes, the country is going to be open and we'll be bombarded with Americans and French people and, <laughs> and all, all, the all them tourists, all yeah. the tourists from around the world that will bring in their euros and their dollars and their excitement. Yeah. Good energy. Yeah. Okay. So what is this news about the strawberry? I have to say, this is a very nice piece of news. I just feel like, you know, it's light and free and... I don't well, know. it's not free. It's probably a very expensive strawberry. <laughs> I wonder really, you know what's you know what's the pits? It's like you get this you grow this mass okay, let's just back up for a second. Right, so right. Is, an Israeli strawberry farmer grows the world's largest Wait, what does this have to do with Shemitah? Like what's going on? He's growing this strawberry during Shemitah? That Shmita? is a very good point. It's very interesting. So this is in Kadima Zoran in Israel. It's basically three almost 300 grams it takes 45 days to grow so that means it was grown during Shemitah it's possible that they have that Shemitah arrangement where you sell your fields to an Arab mm-hmm. and then the Arab right. sells the produce right. and everyone has different ways of keeping Shemitah here in Israel some people only eat produce that's kadosh some people right. don't eat anything that's not imported mm-hmm. um, but my concern is like you grow this massive strawberry and then what Like, you dry it? <laughs> do you freeze it? Do you preserve it? Like, how do you... Yeah, what's he going to do? Nothing. He'll just I be... mean, wh- I mean, do you, can you imagine his reaction? Like, he's going through his field of strawberries, and then he just clocks this. What does he even think to himself? Like, good for me. This is a very good situation. <laughs> I didn't know there was a world record for strawberries, but, you know... Very you know cool. Raisie's cooking, right? Yeah, yeah. She's obsessed with strawberries. Really? So I feel like if there was an auction, she would buy the yeah, strawberry. Yeah, we should get it to her. Yeah, we should get it. It was probably eaten already. Okay. <laughs> So if you come to Israel, look out for massive produce. We're very proud of what we have to offer here. Speaking about what we have to offer here, um, there are quite a few celebs in town. I saw that Mordechai Shapiro performed last night. He has a new single out, Tamid Yesh Siba. He's great. He's yeah. great. There was a little scandal the last time he performed. you know that? No. He performed for the um, Tzama concert. Okay. And of course it was blown out of proportion, but there were some seminary girls dancing and it was separated, but... 
mixed haul mm. and like word got out that it was crazy oh, and, no. but he's back so whoever was not happy for I thought David. you were going to tell me he crowd surfed or something well <laughs> I wouldn't expect anything less from Mordechai Shapiro he has a lot of energy so Mordechai Shapiro's in town um, Rachel Jaffe's in town so that's cool she's here a lot yeah She's been here a lot. She works with, you know, I think she works with a producer or a band that's yeah, Shachar. from Israel. The Zahav band. Tell me why. So, so why is she in town? So she came in town for one of the one of the shows that she's actually going on tour. She went to Israel. She was the Azer Mitzion. Yeah. So she was, she was going on tour. So she's finally in Israel doing her show here. Right. Um, it's going to be at Binyanei Oma. With Rika Rizal. Uh, with Rika Rizal. Yeah. It's very exciting because Binyanei Oma is a very big hall so this yeah is, it's like binyane oma like, yeah like i okay. saw that and i was like what that's yeah. crazy it's pretty cool um so that's gonna be exciting yeah um, so we'll 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 come back after the show and we'll give you a full recap how that went it's this week this week wednesday night uh the 23rd um and the beautiful thing about women's concerts by the way is that you're not going to run into that problem that did you hear what happened at bracha jaffe's concert right. that was mixed dancing right. or whatever like it's all women it's and we're gonna, gonna have be, a great time yeah Okay, um, Avram Fried is actually going to be in town as well. He is doing a massive show um, on the mm. February 28th. Okay. There is a Avram Fried concert in Israel, um, in Hechal Tarbut. Um, it's Chafsai and Adar. You can get tickets at mako.co.il. We'll put the link down in our bio. Um, Yuval Stupal is producing that. He produced our Bisyata Deshmaya Oh yeah, um, sheet oh, music. He's great. Yeah, he's, he's really excellent. He's really, really great. But Avram Fried is again. He's literally Avram Fried. He's Avram Fried. I no, mean, but it's not just that. He comes to Israel every four days. <laughs> he literally. He's always in Israel. Maybe he'll move here, like Shweki. Shweki moved here, right? Yeah, he did. Nah. Yeah. Of course. Are you serious? I mean, you know who else moved here? Who? Kinneret. I don't know who that is. How do you not know? Who <laughs> Sapir, get out. Get out. Get out. Close the door behind you. I'm like little. Okay. <laughs> Back up, people. Let's let's explain to Sapir here. <laughs> Who Kinnaret is. Okay. Back in the day, there were very few singers. There was me. Yeah. There was like Maki Ginniger and someone named Julia Bloom, who I've never seen. And Bracha Jaffe was just starting out. And then there was Kinnaret. Oh, is she like the Rebbitson? Like the- yes. Rebbitson Kinnaret. Ah. She wasn't a Rebbitson then. She was very from ah. um, always. Great energy. Amazing performer. She actually performed last night. In Brooklyn, um, with Libby Schwartz, they did a duet of the same song that Devorah Schwartz sang in the Hanukkah Spectacular, Animamin, from Miami Boys Choir. <laughs> Very cool. So that's the Kinneret, all the Kinneret news that you need to know. But moving on from music news to marathon news, uh-huh. uh, I was in Miami recently and I joined my siblings at 8 o'clock in the morning to cheer my mother on, my mother who's in her 60s, she... She runs marathons. She's just one of those. And it was my first time really seeing the energy at, at a marathon. Were we ever at a marathon? Uh, yeah. Which one? The Jerusalem. You've gone? Marathon? I mean, I haven't run it. I'm like on the sidelines. Right. So <laughs> Jerusalem Marathon is like nothing in the world. Like yeah. it's just uh, next level. It takes over like the whole city. It takes over the whole city. And also Jews are hysterical. Like people are playing music and selling popcorn. It's like a carnival. It's a party. Yeah. It's a, a carnival. Yeah. That's a great, that's yeah? a great description. So Miami yeah. is like a little more formal. High Lifeline had runners and they had all their girls cheering. Arya Kunstler ran. Mm. So that's his thing. Fermi Mandel ran. Um, I know that Mayor Kay is into marathons. Mm-hmm. We have to, we can't, by the way, no, there's no such thing as a podcast without mentioning Mary Kay. Like there's no Jewish entertainment news. He's pretty cool. He's pretty cool. He does yeah. cool things. Yeah. yeah like marathons. Um, <laughs> and then you have B.D. Deitch. 
Speedy Beedy. <laughs> yeah, representing Beichemesh. Beichemesh. Well, she of. doesn't exactly live in Beichemesh. Right. She lives in... Um, her kids go to school, like, right by where I live. Yes, yeah, so. I've driven out to her. I've seen her. You know where the satellites are? Like yeah. when you drive. So she lives, like, on in a Moshav. Neve Michal, no? Neve Michal, Am I allowed right. to say the name on the podcast? I, I don't see why not. Like, <laughs> if you find Speedy Beedy, she'll outrun you anyway. <laughs> try getting, like, you know, try attacking you. Can't get her. No, yeah. you can't. So after the marathon in Miami, I was, like, so inspired. I was like, you know, I should just do... I should just do the Jerusalem Marathon. So I, I WhatsApp Beauty. I'm like, hey, I'm thinking of doing the half. I'm thinking of running the marathon. Are you friends with her? Like you just. So I reached out to her a year ago. She was out of town and she needed someone to go to um, this organization that her aunt runs called Beit Daniela. Mm. And it's an organization for troubled teens right here. Mm-hmm. So I went to Beit Daniela and I storied for her and we ended up raising enough money to wrap up her fundraising goal for the marathon. And since then, I've kind of been in touch with her like through social media. My mother sent her once a journal. My mother's great like that. And I dropped it off and I got yeah. to see her in person. She's tiny. That's <laughs> Yeah. I, I don't know if I could ever she hang out with like her. She seems like such a nice person. She's just always smiling in all her pictures. Yeah. Like she just seems like a happy. Yeah. Well, she's on runner's high <laughs> all the time. She's doing great. Yeah, yeah. It's like great. you know, it's, it's great. Like you know, who needs drugs when you could run for eight hours a day? <laughs> I don't know if we should say that. <laughs> what do you mean, medication or antidepressants? Like running is is right, right. it's a really healthy alternative. Right, right. So I messaged her. I'm like, hey, Beatty, I'm thinking of running the marathon. Is it crazy? It's in five weeks. Now I'm thinking five k. Okay, oh. and that'll take like forty minutes to run. Okay, because I have the Couch to five k app, and she replies. <laughs> I don't know if you should run the full marathon because even if you were to walk it, it could be really strenuous, like going uphill and downhill. And I go on Jerusalem Marathon's website and I'm like, the full marathon, do you know how many kilometers it is? No. 42. <laughs> I'm thinking, I wouldn't um, I wouldn't drive 42 kilometers. Yeah, like, you probably should have checked that before you messaged her. I, and she's <laughs> like, I would, I would do the half marathon mm-hmm. and I'm looking... I, I can't even do a quarter. So I'm doing the one eighth marathon, mm. and I figure that by the time I'm done, I'll meet her at the finish line. Yeah, she'll run. Be great. And I start an hour before, <laughs> so we'll meet at the finish line, and I will share that. That's and hilarious. We're very proud of Speedy Beedy. Switching gears, let's talk about the rich and famous. <laughs> so juicy. <laughs> yes, the juicy rich and famous. Have you ever been to Miami Beach? Uh, no, I actually haven't. Oh my goodness, are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. So you're gonna come with me next time. Okay. So Miami Beach is beautiful and very expensive. As a matter of fact, as of yesterday, and oh, no. I saw this in our family WhatsApp group. As of yesterday, the real estate in Florida, I think, is the most expensive in the country. You know, there's like a whole show dedicated to it on on Netflix. There's like these. Real what? estate agents that are just selling right, all right, these. Right, right, yeah. yeah. I know what you're talking about. I personally can't afford a house in Miami. That's why I live here in Bejemish. You can barely afford a house in Bejemish, too. Right. Miami becomes the least affordable housing market in the U.S. Wow. Okay? So unless you have a ton of money like the Kushners, uh, it's not so simple to live there. But the Kushners have settled there, and their kids go to Hebrew Academy, which is the school that... Um, is right down the block from my parents' house, and they are the new socialites. And I want to just like talk about that for yeah, a second. Yeah, yeah. Here, I so mean, is going to break it down. They literally just bought a property that is thirty-one million dollars. It's one point eight acres. It's ginormous. It's beautiful. I mean, first of know, all, it did good. Yeah, like, <laughs> they did good. They didn't settle at all. It's funny for me that they're like officially Floridians now. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe because I know the crowd in in South Florida. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of pressure. Like if the tr- if the the Kushners move on to your block, it's like <laughs> in a sense because 
How do you ever compete? How much time are they going to really be spending there? They're they're always traveling. Yeah, Come but on. their kids are in school. It's true. Their kids are in school. The question is more how often they're going to be seen at like school events, right? In Shoal or like at the grocery store. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel like they're flashy. She's pretty classy. She's very classy, and she's beautiful. She's beautiful. Um, and and I think. Yeah. I was going to say, and he's beautiful. <laughs> I wasn't sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's funny. I think that a lot of people reading this article or whoever's coming across this is going to feel a little jealous. Not because, you know, they got this $31 million house, but because I think ever since Corona, everyone's just dying to move to Florida. Like, it's just been like this new thing. Everyone's like, yeah, moving to Florida. Moving I to Florida. still say, like, Florida should be your second to last stop. Move to Florida and then move to Israel. Yay, exactly. It's a little closer than... It's a little closer than what? L.A. Oh. <laughs> Coming from L.A., it's like one step closer. Good point. Like if right. my brother tells me I'm, I want to move to Florida. Who wants to live in L.A.? Like, Even right. Ben Shapiro ran with, held, He's holding out of his there? pen. Yes. No way. Where'd he move to? Last I heard, Texas. What? Yeah. Could you imagine? People are moving to Texas, too. I mean, Yeah, my Texas, sister lives in Texas. Texas is a great... I mean, Dahlia Uziel is living there now. She's making Texas look so cool. And it's like, it's not just like a random... I mean, there's a Jewish community. There's, yeah. there's a vibe. There's yeah. a community, you know. Okay, if anyone in Texas is a real estate developer and would like to sponsor <laughs> an advertisement on the Weekly Squeeze, um, let us know. Yeah. For those of you who want to be Texans. Okay. <laughs> um, but let's get back to New Yorkers for a second. Julia Hart. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, lots of broken hearts, right? <laughs> That's funny. Her last name is Hart. Yeah. Um, what heart? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Julia Hart. As you all know, she was totally trending like six months ago when yeah. My Unorthodox Life came out. And all the from bloggers were like, hashtag, this is orthodox. Yeah. And we were trying to kind of. Well, can you just tell me, like, what was the whole show about? Like, what was it you even watch portraying? It? I did, but I kind of want to just. A re- recap? Yeah, a recap it. Okay. So, Julia, from what I understand, I don't actually watch a whole lot of TV. I really don't. Yeah. So, I checked this out after the show came out. And my mother's like, don't watch it because then you're going to want to talk about it on social media and don't talk about anyone on social media yeah but i couldn't resist i watched like three episodes and then i got physically nauseous and i oh stopped gosh. watching it but i got the gist okay so julia hart is a new yorker um in 2013 she decided to leave her Haredi community and she decided to become an entrepreneur yeah and, and somehow she got onto netflix and this netflix. show was just kind of i mean it well, does not all, give she married a guy Oh, okay. Let's let's call a spade a spade. She married a guy. And there was like a scene that I saw where like her kid wants to be like, I don't from. know, from. And she was like. No, he wants to be a fundamentalist. That was her issue. Okay. Like it's not called from. It's called being a fundamentalist. <laughs> right? Whatever. The whole thing is just ridiculous. It's yeah. put such a bad vibe on like or But it also put a good vibe because people like came back. Like you could be a working professional woman and not bash Yiddishkeit. What do you mean? She was doing, what was she doing? That was her whole, the whole, the whole foundation of the show that she's against um, structured religion. She doesn't want her kids to be from. Okay. She feels like they need to be free and successful in the secular world. But you know what? That didn't pan out because everything kind of fell apart for her. From what I hear here, she's getting divorced. She's being sued for Mm $850,000. Her daughter, Bacheva, separated. Oh my um, her other daughter has been pulled over many times for driving on the wrong side of the lane. If you get my gi- catch my gist, my drift, my drift. <laughs> <laughs> um, her son never got married. She was looking for a shidduch for him, but that never panned out. And Aaron is a hardcore fundamentalist. I just saw him on Meaningful Minute giving like a, a really sweet, you know, Torah talk or Torah moment of inspiration. 
It's so, just yet again this like thing where Jews have to kind of fight back and say this is not what we're about. You know, I mean, Orthodox Jews. This is not really a depiction of like what's really going on. Well, this podcast is very pro-Jews and we're going to talk about some very special Jews right yes. now because that's really the point of what we're doing here. Yeah. Like we're going to spotlight people who are doing great things, creating great things and leaving dynasties. By the way, you like our mugs? Yeah, I love our mugs. Right? Juicy. The Weekly Squeeze with Hanel and Sapiri. Juicy entertainment news podcast, which yes. by the way... Hold on a second. This is Trey Importante. We are sponsored. This episode is being sponsored by Daily Giving. Dailygiving.org slash The Weekly Squeeze. Uh, Daily Giving is a website. You sign up. You could sign up weekly. You could sign up monthly. You could sign up yearly. My mother signed up and she didn't realize she signed up for the year, but then she was relieved because basically she committed to giving $1 a day to Tzedakah and Daily Giving gives it to all the organizations. So instead of you thinking oh, I really should donate to that organization. I really should donate to that organization. It's like the one-stop shop. You've got yes. it covered. Yeah, Charlene always says, set it and forget it. <laughs> so you sign up for daily giving. You get the mitzvah of mm. giving tzedakah every single day, which is a huge schus. Right. And there is an Indian. Yeah, there is an Indian to give mm-hmm. tzedakah every single day. As a kid, when I, when we would get dropped off for school, my mom would have this little tzedakah box. And every every morning, she would give us a penny. We would say, tzedakah tatil mimavet alchut yamim. I love that. Every morning. And I didn't even grow up like you know like Haredi. super Haredi right. um, but that was something that was super important to her so that that stayed with me that's um, really special I find yeah. that there's less and less pocket change because we're using our credit cards right so this is a good way to commit to giving a dollar a day of tzedakah and it goes to all these great organizations Beautiful. we have a link in our podcast notes click on the link sign up and they will know that you heard about them on the weekly squeeze I can't believe that it's almost perm, which means it's almost Pesach, which means it's almost the summer. Did you go to summer camp? Um, camp Ganizi for life? No. Yes. Which Ganizi? Um, of LA. I mean, a day camp. Yeah. Day you ever camp. went to sleepaway camp? No, my mom was not the type. <laughs> she she was like very protective. Stay near, stay near and yeah. dear. <laughs> so is my husband. Your mother's farty. Yeah. Yeah. So is my husband. <laughs> my kids are not going anywhere until they get married. Right. Um. <laughs> But I do want to talk about this for a minute. The camp that I went to was Camp Amuna. I'm sure you've heard of Camp mm-hmm. Amuna, T yeah. Camp, BJJ. And two weeks ago, a little more, Rebetzin Hecht passed away. So Rebetzin Hecht was Rabbi J.J. Hecht's uh, wife. Mm. Rabbi J.J. Hecht was always at the Lubavitcher Rebbe's side during the um, Lagba Omer parades. He was the Rebbe's secretary and he had a lot of energy and, you know, was full of life. And he was kind of the spokesman for mm-hmm. Chabad at the time yeah. for like all the programs. Um, he passed away early. He actually had a heart attack in camp at dinner. Oh my okay? gosh. Yes. In the bank, in the... You were there? No, it was the year before I came. Um, so I only met Rebetzinach. They, they used to sing Rebetzinach is the mommy of us all. Mm-hmm. So she passed away two weeks ago at 95 years old. Um, the Hechts are a huge family and needless to say, Camp Amuna has had, I mean... Tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of campers have mm. gone through Camp Amuna over the years, and they have a fundraiser. Um, we'll put the campaign page in the podcast notes, but they're trying to raise a million dollars for Camp Amuna. If Camp Amuna looks anything like it did when I was a kid, they probably could use to renovate the showers <laughs> or buy new beds. The worst thing about camp was the, the uh, bunk beds. That's like, part of the experience. I mean, yes, yes. So, yeah. Rebetzin Hecht is definitely the mommy of us all. She Beautiful. was a terrific role model, and that is some juicy news for you. Let's just get into the juiciest news of all, and let's squeeze yeah. this for all it's worth, Sapir. Okay. Insta news. <laughs> Insta news. Insta news. What's going on on Instagram? What do they call Insta in Israel? Do you know? 
Um, yeah. Sapir, my podcast co-host here is adorable. And <laughs> thank you. We have so much, um, so many ideas. And yeah. So much to squeeze in. <laughs> squeeze Oh, I love that. So much to squeeze in. Yeah. Again, all our links are below. So if you hear about something that you want to know more about, we'll put it in the podcast notes. And now the most important news of the week. I mean, this is big. Benny Friedman is putting out a new music video. Oh. I know you're not impressed because he puts out a new music video every single day. <laughs> we love Benny Friedman, but yeah. like he did the stand up for Mora's. Thank you, Rebby. He's done a ton of collaborations. I saw something with Joey Newcomb. And now he has a song coming out called He's on Fire. He's on Fire. But did you hear the little bit of controversy with the stand up Mora's music video? No. So the stand up Mora's music video is a dedication to the Mora's, but there is no women in the video. Okay. Except Amora's hand. So as you can imagine, Flappish Girl went to town on that. You're laughing. Why are you laughing? I mean, is the hand... A female hand? Yeah. It's Amora's hand. Thank God for Amora's hands and wow. the things that they do. I yeah. mean, what do you think? Do you right. think it's appropriate? Um, I mean, I don't know. I just think... I don't know. Either either you put something in or you don't. Like, what was the point of the hand? Well, either you put Amora... Well, it was specifically about the hand, but it was... Oh, that was the feminine touch. But either you put Amora... Or you have a woman sing it and make it a woman's video. Thank you, Mora. Right. Or you make it a cartoon or a lyric video. Like, put a little bit more effort to bring wo- Jewish women into the scene. I, know, but they, I don't know. It was done by a uh, organization, a school. It's slipping my mind at the moment. But I guess they wanted to reach a large audience. You know, they wanted the fathers also to appreciate mm. their kids, Mora's. It's it's an ongoing conversation. About I don't know. It's where a little, women, yeah. It's interesting. I don't know if I would commit to a song called Thank You, Rebbe. <laughs> right? right right if if there were no rebbies in it and then i was singing and there were a bunch of little girls in the video and we were singing it like it it doesn't work on the other side so yeah that's always how i flip it to see all right let's just recap the week in a nutshell as we wrap up the weekly squeeze this sunday was valentine's day do you celebrate valentine's day not really does your husband celebrate Valentine's Day? Really not. Really not. Did your parents mention it? <laughs> um, yeah, my parents are into it. Really? My mom actually always got us like stuff on Valentine's Aww, Day. Oh, like, so she, she was showing your... bags. That's so cute. For us. Okay, so we didn't celebrate any of these things in our house, like Valentine's Day, Thanksgiving, American oh, really? holidays. Oh, my mom got into it because she's Israeli, so she was like, "I want to be Americanite." Right, know? right, right. <laughs> I, I, I totally get that, but my parents are like old school from in that way, and they yeah. didn't celebrate any of those things. So Valentine's Day is not even on my radar, let alone my anniversary. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> my husband's listening. Happy anniversary. It's coming up, I believe, in other. Um, it might be today. I'm not sure. But I got to show you something, Sapir. We're sitting here in my studio here in Beit Shemesh, and I have something on the table that Sapir has been eyeing since she walked oh, into the studio. Gosh. Okay. Let's discuss this. This is a amazing new Jewish product for those of us who Never know what day it is. That would be me. Okay, let's just this discuss. This is so cool, Hanale. What is it, Sapir? Like, what are you seeing? It's like this ginormous, beautiful calendar. I mean, it has everything. No, no, you don't even know what it has yet. First of all, even... it's a massive calendar, okay, with the English and Hebrew dates. So I, that's I the... kid you not, I have been thinking about how I want this. Like, I didn't even know this existed. I want this. Right, because I don't like calendars on my phone. I find them super annoying. Okay, listen, look at this. Oh, look at this. Stickers. Hold on. Look, 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 look. Oh, my gosh. So you, you get a, every month comes with a set of stickers that you put the Parsha, okay? Oh, you can get your kids involved. You get your kids this involved, right? And hang on. After you set up your calendar monthly with all the things that are going on, you have all these stickers where you can add 
doctor's appointment. And the thing is that the Jewish calendars that you get for free with the Shabbos times, there's never space in the tiny little box. They don't give you space. They don't give you space. It's advertisements and whatever. And they're not this big. This is amazing. This is like the and best you, thing you, ever. Your husband could write notes like, don't forget this. Your right. kids could I'll, write I'll notes. I'll be telling him not to forget something, but yeah. <laughs> well, one person in the family is always confused, like what's going on. And in my house, right. it's me. Look, you can put sports things that are going on if you have a chug or this after school so workshop. Cool. This is really, I mean, you can't really see it because this is a podcast. Well, but you, you should could definitely... see it if you go to decorjudaica.com. Decorjudaica.com. Go check it out. This is an unbelievable calendar. Oh, I we think have everybody... A link. We have a link for the podcast. Yeah. So you can um, click on that link, get a great price, and do it today because it's already the end of February. Yeah. And this is like an opportunity to have a more successful year because you will know what's flying and you yeah. will not miss anything. And please yeah. put in your calendars every Sunday. Yeah. The weekly squeeze drops oh. with Hanala and Sapir. <laughs> okay. There's one thing that I, one piece of news that is just the juiciest Jewish news of the week. I, I have to share this. And I was like, I thought it was hilarious. The Great Escape. Two five-year-old girls ditch kindergarten for the mall. Two five-year-olds were found in a mall with toys and a milkshake after escaping from kindergarten. What country is this in? <laughs> What country is this in? Has to be, it has to be Israel. Has to be has Israel. To be. It was in Modi'in. I got a phone call telling me that my daughter and her friend disappeared. I was about to faint. My husband and I ran to the kindergarten with the other girl's parents. I saw parents and the staff whispering to each other. I thought I was dying. What a nightmare. This happened to me once. My son disappeared. He was in the Kenya. He was in the Americas. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, they got to the mall. They had to cross multiple roads. Oh. They went to Stamatsky. They bought toys, a photo. Of them shows them holding a large milkshake. I can't. I Listen, can't. a five-year-old we, in Israel is not really a five-year-old. It's like true. a bus mitzvah girl. Totally. Right. Like if they, she probably has a bus card and she probably <laughs> knew how to get to the mall. Yeah, and she has like some cash some on her. Cash on her. Yeah. And nobody in the mall was like, "What are you five-year-old toddlers doing not here?" Not at all. They're just like, "Oh, the mom is probably somewhere. Whatever." It's this. No one thinks anything of it. This is for sure the best. This is our top. This is the juiciest <laughs> Jewish story. This has to be the, the first week. thing we talk about. We should have brought this up in the beginning. <laughs> oh well, I guess. People will have to listen to the end of our podcast now to hear the juiciest little bit of the week. Now, Shabbos is coming in here in Israel. We're yeah, seven hours ahead. It's Erev Shabbos, Erev yes. Shabbat. Let's talk about um, well, the awesome little booklet that you could download for your kids. Super cool booklet. There's one for girls, one for boys. Um, it's just everything that a kid would want on Shabbat. I mean, they get bored, you know, right. and they want to read. It's a free magazine, want- essentially. Yeah. Full color. And most of us have printers at home. Right, you just print this PDF for your for your kid. Right, and you er, erev Shabbat. Right, <laughs> and then when you finish your parsha notes, like that your teacher sends home. What are they called right. in Hebrew? They're what's it called? The, oh, your kids are not my kids aren't old yet. Right, old right. Yet. And yeah. I'm I'm still a new Ola, so my husband does the parsha sheets. But this is really beautiful. This is the Masmide Shabbos school curriculum book. If you do online school and yeah. you're looking for something. Oh, you know what? I actually run the kids group at my shul. So maybe I would print it out and if, have it with the kids. Let the, the kid. shul print it out. Well, you know, yeah, the shul will print then, it out. And I yes. can, I'm always looking for things to do at shul. I do the kids. Uh, they even have something, uh, a topic on Zmirais, obviously the Parsha of the Week, um, some cute little games. Like it, This is really well done. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're looking for, and Friday also, like if you're cooking right. and your kids are driving you crazy here, Arab Shabbos, this is the booklet you get every week. Enjoy. Love it. So that's free, no? And it's you just free. have to download it. Just download it. Awesome. So that is the weekly squeeze with Hanala <laughs> and, and Sapir. That's right. Wishing you a great job. Yeah. We will see you. Shabbat Shalom. We'll see you next week. Next week. <laughs>